Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you, but first we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters topic of the week is Do detentions at Hogwarts count as cruel and unusual punishments? Hi there listeners, I'm Jem, and today I'm saying that no, Hogwarts detentions don't count as cruel and unusual punishments. And I'm Rhea, and I'm arguing that Hogwarts detentions definitely do count as cruel and unusual punishments. And I love the the emphasis that you put on the word <laughs> and in there. <laughs> Already I can see your argument uh, shaping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was very happy with the wording of today's episode. <laughs> Like, I just want to get started and just by saying that, speaking of wording, I looked up cruel and unusual punishments on Wikipedia, and here's what came up. Okay. Cruel and unusual punishment is a phrase describing punishment that is considered unacceptable due to suffering, pain, or humiliation if it inflicts on the person subjected to it. There are general tests which can be used as a guide to determine this. Mm -hmm. The first is overall acceptance in society. The two is severity. Um, the punishment fits the crime. And the third is if the punishment is arbitrary. So that's just something to keep in mind. Yes, I have that as well. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay. I have one little addendum to that, uh-huh. which I also got from the Wikipedia page. So the United States Supreme mm. Court has sort of set standards for what cruel and unusual punishments are. It's those three things you just said, acceptance in society, severity, and whether the punishment is arbitrary. Mm -hmm. And they added another one, whether the punishment is not more effective than a less severe penalty. So there's no point punishing somebody very, very harshly if a less harsh punishment would be just as effective. Okay. All right. Happy with that? Yes. Another thing I just want to say is I have singled out Certain kind of detentions that are delivered at Hogwarts that I don't count as Hogwarts detentions because they're exceptional circumstances. Okay, should we talk about what those are? Yeah, so my first is all the detentions from Umbridge and the second is the detentions from the Carrows. Because, yes, Umbridge is an example of ministry interference into Hogwarts. It's not like Hogwarts mm-hmm. standard rules of punishment. It's described as medieval in McGonagall's words. Yeah. And the Carrows 2 is another exceptional circumstance in which the school had been taken over by Death Eaters and Mm -hmm. it was not a normal Hogwarts year. Yeah. So I'm not counting these (laughs) in the general Hogwarts, like, sort of... Disciplinary system? System of punishment. Yes, disciplinary system. (laughs) I agree. And I, I sense from your tone that you were expecting me to disagree and, like, base a lot of my argument on Umbridge. No, Umbridge is an outlier and should not have been counted. Yeah, good. She's I'm an glad. evil woman. 
she's evil and terrible and she doesn't count as part of the Hogwarts system because she's literally trying to change Hogwarts from a government perspective. She wasn't a no. She's not she doesn't count. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think she's qualified as a teacher. She wasn't following the rules of Hogwarts. She was there specifically to torture the children. Yeah. And try because she thought that they were soldiers in an army. So yeah, no, she's awful and obviously the Death Eaters like yeah, not, duh. Not, <laughs> no, yeah. they don't count as Hogwarts teachers. Good. And they're not like valid detentions. Yeah, that's fine. No, I'm arguing that the regular detentions <laughs> by the regular teachers are still cruel and unusual. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that the I have solid, unbeatable arguments there. <laughs> and I'm willing to die on that. <laughs> because once you remove Umbridge and the carrots in the equation, they're obviously ridiculous yeah. and they are definitely cruel and unusual. But the rest of the punishments, I'm like willing to accept, and let's 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 talk about it. <laughs> okay, I <laughs> bold claim that you have an unbeatable argument. <laughs> Less than five minutes into the episode, unbeatable arguments, <laughs> like so and Nami's. <laughs> Fuck off, Miss. God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just, I'm so eager to hear these unbeatable arguments. Why don't you start us off? First off, before I get into my arguments, I just want to talk about detention at Hogwarts because I looked up on the Harry Potter wiki what detention at Hogwarts entails just to get some background. So, okay. Detention comes in varied forms and is seemingly decided by the teacher delivering it. The detention's length is also decided by the teacher. Mm-hmm. Punishments take priority over privileges like Quidditch or Hogsmeade. So, if you have a detention schedule that clashes with a Quidditch match or going to Hogsmeade, the detention takes priority, which I think is fair. I don't. <laughs> I think it's fair. I think, like, you know, if you wanted to go to Hogsmeade, you shouldn't have done something wrong. <laughs> you know? you got to, like, the punishments <laughs> have to take a toll. Like, <laughs> I, I'll get into that in a minute. Let's, I'll leave it for now. So, yeah, I've sort of got them in two different categories for the tensions. The first is manual labour, and this is um, emphasises usually wandless labour. So it can include, like, polishing silver or trophies in the trophy mm-hmm. cases or ornate candelabra around the castle. It can be cleaning the bedpans in the hospital wing, that sort of stuff, using your hands to clean up. And the other kind of detention is helping mm-hmm. teachers or staff with tasks. Examples like going to the Forbidden Forest with Hagrid to find a missing <laughs> unicorn. Yep. An absolutely uh, fucked detention. Um, helping Lockhart answer his fan mail. <laughs> organizing old misbehavior records with Snape. Things like that. So mm-hmm. doing um, tasks that a-, a teacher would otherwise have to do, but because you're being punished, you have to do the tasks or help with them. Yeah. And then, of course, I've talked about the medieval methods, but, but that's not we're not including that in our arguments. So Yeah, that's fine. In the real world, there are specific laws about how long detentions can be because ultimately there are laws about keeping kids in schools after hours or disrupting their educational time, which they are entitled to. So mm-hmm. like at, at Hogwarts, the teachers can determine the times of uh, detentions, which isn't like it is in the real world. But I think it just comes to the assumption that the professor will set a reasonable amount of time for detentions. Okay, that's a big assumption. <laughs> right. All right, so my Because first... they absolutely do not. <laughs> my first argument is that cleaning up and manual labor sort of detentions, they don't seem cruel or unusual to me at all. Like, that's the sort of stuff that we have in the real world. And it's it, like, we, like we had scab duty mm-hmm. at our school, where if you were misbehaving in class or, you know, you swore at a teacher or something, during the recess or lunch, you had to walk around with a bucket and a big pair of tongs and pick up rubbish and put it in the bucket and put the 
put all the rubbish away like a like an ibis <laughs> like a bin chicken yeah and because also it's wandless so it's an extra sort of it adds to the punishment because you know wizards and witches do everything with wands so the fact that they have to actually use elbow grease it's it's a it's a difficult punishment and it teaches you a lesson okay i want to i want to interrupt you before you get too much further into this because i have points against this Okay, all right. So I want to start by talking about the rules for muggle detention. So I went on to the Department of Education and Training for the state of Victoria, Australia, which is where I live, and I looked up the rules. What about the UK? Okay, no, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not looking up the rules in <laughs> the UK or whatever. I'm sorry, it's too hard. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm going on to the the rules that I was raised under. Okay. You weren't raised in Victoria. You're just lying to yourself. No, I lived in a different state. <laughs> the one where I live now, all right? I'm assuming that all muggle schools are roughly the same <laughs> throughout the entire world. Okay, so here are the rules for Victoria, Australia. Uh, no more than half of the time allocated for any recess is used for detention. Mm-hmm. Detentions must be undertaken at a reasonable time and place to be determined by the principal. And they have to. there are rules for what they can use to determine a reasonable time and place. And if students are detained after school to complete work, uh, their parents must be informed at least a day before. They can't be held back for more than 45 minutes. And if there's some sort of special circumstances, like the parents won't be able to transport them back and forth or, you know, they have to be home so they can babysit younger kids or something like that, uh, that can be negotiated with the school. And there might be students who can't be held back behind school for those reasons and they have to have alternative detentions, Yeah, which seems reasonable to me. And there's also something called a student engagement policy, which every school has to have. And detentions cannot violate the student engagement policy. So it's a document which is about the methods that the school will use to maintain safe, supportive and inclusive school environments. And it has a strategies to address bullying, school attendance, that sort of thing. And part of that is to make sure that all detentions are proportionate to the nature of the behavior. And like, there's a correlation between what the student did wrong and what the detention is punishing them for. And uh, there's policies that forbid things like corporal punishment and discrimination, that sort of thing. So all of that was background knowledge to like set up what I think of as a reasonable standard for detentions. Not too long, safe, parents are informed, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about some of the detentions that we had at our school, which was not in Victoria. It was in New South Wales, but whatever, close enough. So uh, we could be kept in at lunch or at recess, never for the full length of the lunch or recess. We always had to be given at least 10 minutes to eat. Sometimes we would have to sit outside if the teacher who had given us the detention was on like Uh, playground duty or whatever but we were never forced to sit out in the sunlight we always had to sit in the shade usually you you're like kept inside in a classroom and we sit in silence we write lines or you do work depending on you know what the class or the student has done to be given detention Mm -hmm. and the other thing is like you said sometimes we would have to pick up rubbish on the playground and the reason why i want to talk about that scab duty is because we were given appropriate equipment to do so. So like you said, we were given a pair of tongs and a bucket and told to go around and pick up so many pieces of rubbish or for a certain length of time. Mm-hmm. The key thing there is they didn't make us pick up rubbish with our bare hands or something like that. And I once asked a teacher, 
why we picked up rugbish, but we never had to like, you know, sweep the concrete or something like that. Mm. Because I think I was talking to our Japanese teacher about this because we had a sister school in Japan. Our school had a whole Japanese program. Yeah. And we had a sister school in Japan and we did exchanges and that sort of thing. Yeah. In Yamanashi. And one time in Japanese class, one of our um, exchange students was talking about how their school day ended at a certain time, but then they stayed back late after school Mm. and all of the student body helped clean the entire school. And they did that every day and it was part of their learning. So good. And I'm like, you know, why don't we have something like that? Or blah, blah, blah. And our teacher said, because basically it violates OH&S, you can't give students cleaning products or cleaning equipment that they haven't been trained how to use. You can't leave them unsupervised with like a mop and a bucket of bleach or something. And it's just too hard to try and train all the students to use these things and then monitor them constantly. Like, that's why we have cleaning staff. That's why we couldn't do anything like that, because it's not safe. (laughs) I felt like I have another point there. No, just basically it's bullshit that Hogwarts (laughs) gets students to do things like polish silver and clean bedpans. That was the other thing. Cleaning bedpans without magic, that is not safe or sanitary for children to be doing. I used to work at a hospital and at the hospital, fully grown adults who went through OHS training, if somebody like came to the front desk and they were bleeding or other bodily fluids, which happened a lot, mm. we were not allowed to clean at all. Mm-hmm. We had to get the cleaning staff over. Nobody in the hospital was allowed to interact with any sort of bodily fluid mm-hmm. unless they were medical staff in a medical setting or cleaning staff in a cleaning setting. So if someone like bled on the floor a nurse wasn't allowed to clean that up, even though if someone was bleeding out of a wound, a nurse could dress that wound. Okay. It is so, so bad that Hogwarts gets students to clean out bedpans. That's not safe. Okay. Well, first of all- That was a long rant for me to get to my point. First of all, to counter your argument, I just want to say that <laughs> the whole oh nest thing, oh, it's too unsafe for kids to, you know, handle brooms and shit- Japan has obviously found a way to figure out how to teach children to clean up after themselves. <laughs> so it's clearly just an Australian and Western world thing where it's like, oh, we don't want our kids doing slave work. That's clearly just white supremacy talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking them all. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's a big argument. <laughs> and also, when does Hogwarts teach children how to use cleaning equipment and cleaning products safely why would they they need don't to? because it's a school of magic and they're specifically being ta- told to use things non-magically for detention what are you talking about why do they need to no, hear me out i haven't finished my argument yet <laughs> so first of all it is perfectly possible okay. to have kids you know learn how to clean up after themselves that's something that's it's not like it's so dangerous like obviously you just like when you give kids cleaning equipment say don't drink this it's bleach like stuff like that <laughs> It's not impossible to do. It's not so unsafe to teach kids how to clean up. (laughs) Second of all, wizards are sturdier than humans. We've established this before. So your whole argument that like, oh, it's so unsafe for equal (laughs) Ronikins to clean up a bedpan. Bullshit. Like, you know, he's more worried about dragon pox and shit like that. Yes, it is. (laughs) No, he's fine. He won't get dysentery. That's a muggle illness. How do you know? <laughs> okay, but he's not cleaning up muggle bedpans. What if he catches dragon pox from one of the students? <laughs> well, then there's cures for that, okay? <laughs> it's fine. No, no. You can't put a student into a 
for punishment. You cannot punish a student by putting them into a situation where they could catch dragon pox and then be like, it's fine because he shouted at a teacher or whatever. <laughs> well, honestly, the only way, if you're, if you're cleaning up a bedpan and if you're doing it properly and under supervision, I don't think that you would get sick from it. Like, if you were given the correct equipment, like if you were given a mask and gloves and, you know, the proper cleaning equipment, and you had the supervision of Argus Filch, the caretaker, who would lose his job if a kid got dragon pox under his watch because he's like, yeah, shove your fingers in your mouth or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So he has some investment in telling Ron how to do it properly. (laughs) Then it's fine. I don't think these things exist. I don't think the magical world has rubber gloves and face masks and goggles and the things that you They've would They've got need. dragon hide gloves. They're the same. They cover that. They can, they can secure the hands. It's all good. Do you, do you honestly think that Filch is using dragon hide gloves for safety when he's cleaning the castle? I don't think he is. Because I don't think wizards think about that kind of thing. I mean, I don't imagine why he wouldn't. No, because this Because- Squibs would? Squibs might. The, the entire magical system is set up in such a way where, like, we never have to touch anything that's unclean. All of our cleaning is done with magic and by our slave race of elves. So they don't have, like, yeah. policies and procedures in place to okay. keep people safe from things like contaminants and infection. Probably don't even know what infection means. Okay, first of all, I just want to reiterate my argument that wizards are sturdier. So on the off chance that Ron was terrible at cleaning up and happened to get sick, he w- it would bounce back. He's a wizard. You know, they they chuck him into brooms <laughs> higher in the air. I'm more worried about them playing Quidditch than I am about them cleaning up a bedpan, okay? Like, <laughs> that's more worrying to me, but that's a whole other episode. I just want to say that punishments like this don't seem like we've gone over the unsafe argument. They're not unsafe to me and they don't seem unusual to me because if you actually look up detentions and punishments that are applied in boarding schools, not public schools like we've been to, but boarding schools, they usually apply punishments which are about the maintenance of the school because the children Mm -hmm. are living there all the time. And so a punishment for them is like being like, yeah, you live here. So now that you're being punished, you're responsible for actually taking care of it on a maintenance level. So for like you know however however many days you have to sweep the floor or whatever or clean the bedpans or whatever (laughs) you need to do there's no bedpans in schools nowadays but you get my mean so it's not unusual that hogwarts one of hogwarts's like manual labor punishments is like yeah you're gonna do manual labor so that you can take care of the school and contribute back because it's about maintaining a big property when you have like 500 kids in it (laughs) and it's like a huge big fuck off school like, it it needs the help. Like, the elves do a great job and Filch does whatever, I guess. <laughs> Filch is also there for reasons that are unclear. Every little bit helps. And even if it doesn't help in the overall scheme, it's still punishing the kid and they're still learning their lesson because it sucks to have to clean up. Did you actually look up the rules so, of in boarding schools? Because I specifically didn't because I was worried it would contradict my argument. No, but I know this for a fact because I've known people who've been to boarding schools in Europe. Damn it. <laughs> and also in Australia. So it was like things, if, if you were acting up in class or causing a mayhem, I know for Australian schools, you had to help out in the cafeteria, whether it was cleaning up or doing dishes or helping serve the food. So don't even get, don't That's talk to me about OHS in Australia, which is called WHS, by the way. No, it's not. It's called WHS. No, it's not. Anyway. It hasn't been called WHS for years. 
No, you're thinking it the wrong way around. It used to be called OHNS. It used to be WHS and it changes. No, it used to be called OHNS and now it's called WHS. So, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, you know, that's how boarding schools work. It's not like you get punished and you write lines like in a public school because of all these WHS rules and because the kids aren't living at the school, so the parents would be bothered if they found out that their kid was cleaning gum off the bottom of the desk, for example, which I had to do anyway for no punishment at our school. (laughs) Did you ever have to do that? What? When did that happen? So, you know how sometimes... No, because it's not safe! Yeah, fuck those rules. By the way, when you were saying, like, oh, you're not allowed to be kept in at, like, recess or lunch for the entirety of the recess or lunch. Bullshit. I was kept in for whole of recess once. It happens. Teachers just once. Well, first of all, you shouldn't have been. But I was. Teachers just break the rules all the time. And for the gum thing, that wasn't (laughs) even for a punishment. That was just because on the last day of school, when they have like 50 kids in total show up, they just get you to clean all day. They get you to go around to the classes and scrape gum off the bottom of desks and like clean the surfaces and put the chairs away and shit like that. It's ridiculous. That's super illegal. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't just a one year thing. That was four years in a row that that happened. And I was kept saying to mom, I don't want to go to school. Why? <laughs> I never had to go to school on the last day. <laughs> Why did you have to go? I don't know. I don't think this happened. No, it definitely. We're sisters. It definitely happened. I haven't. I... You can quote me on this. You can ask Belle and Sarah. They had to scrape gum off there too. Actually, I don't know if Sarah went, but Belle was definitely there. Okay. We went to the same school at the same time. We have the same parents. Mm -hmm. Why did I never attend school on the last day and have to clean gum off desks? Because I would remember if that happened. Yeah. But you did every year. Not every year. Just I think this is not true. I think this is a lie you're telling. You left school when I was in year eight. So, excuse me, going to school at the same time. No, I had an extra, wait, five years of school. That you weren't there. Four years. So excuse me. Four years, not five. I can't count. I'm four years older than you, Jeff. Four years, definitely. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not- I'm seriously not lying. This isn't embellishment (laughs) for the argument or anything. This is absolute fucking truth. I had to do this in the last day of school. I just- I find it incredible that we have such different memories of the same place. So- yeah, I, I think it's fine that students assist the staff in the maintenance of the school by doing hard labour. I think that that's suitable punishment for someone who uses their wand to do everything because it teaches them, like, it's, it's frustrating, first of all. It also teaches them the value of their magic and, like, can sort of remind them that learning magic, coming to school and learning that magic is truly a privilege and it's something to be appreciated. And if you didn't have that, <laughs> this is how you would be living. You'd have to clean up with your hands. And it's not unsafe because they're sturdier and you can teach kids how to do things properly. I don't disagree with the principle of it. I think, you know, you're at a school of magic and if you fuck this up, you can get expelled Uh and lose your magic. So therefore, no magic punishment. That's fine. I disagree with the idea that students are being taught how to do things safely or properly. I think they're dumped in a room with a bunch Mm -hmm. of dirty silverware and some silver polish and a rag and being like, spend six hours doing this until you're too physically exhausted to continue. That's the punishment. That's how Hogwarts does its punishments. I mean, even if it did it like that, I wouldn't think that that's cruel. Because like I said, the kids are sturdier. They can drop from 200 feet and bounce back up again like a balloon. So if they're in there for six hours, yeah, it's frustrating and it's it's like bad. 
But hey, that's just how it's done at Hogwarts, and that's how punishments are. It's not torture. Bullshit. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. <laughs> Bullshit. That is such an insane, that is such an insane double standard. If this children's like, oh my god, okay, so by that logic, mm-hmm. children's bones heal faster than adults, therefore children should have to do hard manual labour which might lead to bones getting broken. I can't think of a specific job. I don't know, b- building fences or something? Something that could lead to you getting damaged. <laughs> building fences? <laughs> I don't know. Children should have to do dangerous work because if they get damaged, they'll heal from that damage faster than adults. That's what you're saying. Magical children are hardier than muggle children, therefore we can put them into more dangerous circumstances. No. I am saying that. Because we live in different worlds. Like, it's a different culture. I disagree. <laughs> when Malfoy is complaining, like, this is servant stuff, we shouldn't have to go into the forest and find stuff, it's all dangerous. And he's like, if my father heard about this, Hagrid said, he'd tell you that's how it's done at Hogwarts, and to put your head down and do it. Like, what are we going to make you do? Write lines? What do you learn from that? Nothing. Children, as a class in Hogwarts, care of magical creatures, have to go into the forest all the time and take care of dangerous creatures. Okay. Like, that's just part of their education. So parent- like, if I was a parent, yes, I would expect that- I disagree with that as well. <laughs> Look, it's a different culture, and I just think that in this culture of wizards and witches, like, they have an- they obviously, physically, physiologically, they're sturdier, they're able to take more of a hit, they're able to take more arduous work. And I think culturally that's become socially accepted that that's fine. You know, kids are put in danger at Hogwarts because that's what it's like to live as a witch or wizard in real life. It's dangerous. It's not easy. Things are hard, but you just got to do it. <laughs> I, I don't think Molly would have been upset at all to learn that Ron was polishing silver for hours, monless. I think she would have been like, good, that's what he should be doing for what he did. <laughs> okay. So at the moment you're arguing that it's fine or it's not cruel and unusual punishment because it's socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. Socially unacceptable is the first tenant of things that are cruel and unusual. Is that what you're saying at the moment? Yes. Okay. Here's my argument against that. Wizard society is fucked. Just because something's fine in wizarding society doesn't mean that it's actually fine. They're all just stupid and insane. And also... When Hagrid's like, you know, your father would tell you that that's fine, that's the way it is at Hogwarts. Bullshit, Lucius Malfoy would say that. See, I'm inclined to believe that he would. And Hag- Hagrid says a lot of things that aren't true. No, I can believe that Lucius Malfoy would say that's how it's done at Hogwarts. Because in this situation, Draco has been a disgrace. Yes, he tried to catch out Harry Potter, but he also failed. And they got caught as well. So Draco does have to be punished and shown the error of his ways. And... He does have to fit into the Hogwarts mold and do what the school expects of him, which is to go into that forest and find a fucking injured unicorn and not complain about it and be a good Malfoy and take his take his crime onto his shoulders. <laughs> okay, let's talk about you keep bringing up this Forbidden Forest unicorn detention from first year. You seem to be acting like that's fine. Do you do you really think it's fine to take four eleven year olds into the murder forest in the middle of the night? Leave them unsupervised and have them looking for something that kills unicorns. Look, Hagrid wasn't supposed to split them up. How can you think that? Hagrid wasn't supposed to split them up. That's where it went <laughs> wrong. I blame Hagrid for, na- for that, not for Hogwarts. Because, like, the reason why they split up was because Draco was spooking out Neville, and so Hagrid decided, I'm gonna, like, 
put Harry with Draco and the and the dog because the dog is basically like me, I guess. No, they were already split up because the reason that Draco could spook Neville was because they were Draco and Neville were alone without Hagrid's supervision. <laughs> they were just in the murder. <laughs> monster forest in the middle of the night with a dog and a lantern and nothing else. Well look, Hagrid shouldn't have split them up. It should have been Hagrid with them the whole time in the forest. But that was on him. He just <laughs> he's not switched on about these sorts of things. So unacceptable, you agree. That that part is, but going into the forest at night with a experienced person under their supervision, yeah, that's fine. No, it's not. Because thirteen year olds do it for class. It's fucking okay. No, they don't. <laughs> it's fine. Thirteen-year-olds go into the forest for class and deal with dangerous creatures. Eleven-year-olds are staying up late at night to go to astronomy class, like up and down the tower in the dark. Oh no, <laughs> WHS! What if they tripped? Like slips, trips, and falls. Ask any WHS manager. Those are the three things that cause the most injury. None of this cleaning bedpans nonsense. Get out of here. Okay, first of all, they shouldn't have class at the top of the astronomy tower. That's dangerous. As you just said, slips, trips, and falls. They shouldn't be climbing staircases in spiral towers. All of Hogwarts is a nightmare. 13-year-olds are taking into the fringe of the forest during daylight with a teacher to work with ministry-approved dangerous creatures, as you say. All of those creatures are safe. Well, not safe, but considered safe enough to learn about in class. Ministry. And first, and also, I disagree with that entire system. They should not have classes in the forest. You sound like a helicopter mom right now. That's fine. <laughs> I'm happy with that. The creatures that they're dealing with in Care of Magical Creatures class are by whatever fucking ministry standard exists, which I don't know off the top of my head, considered safe enough for students to be learning about practically. What they were doing was looking for an injured unicorn. They knew that the unicorn hadn't just tripped and fallen. They knew the injured unicorn had been killed by something. <laughs> so there was something in the forest that was hunting and killing unicorns. And it's like, yep, let's just take out the children. That whole situation was so bad. And I think it was intentional. Well, my headcanon is that absolutely the first detention that a student gets is something that's deliberately terrifying, dangerous, and like just fucked because it's a trick to try and convince students to never fuck up again mm -hmm. because like you'd learn that the detentions are serious. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. You could say that it's wrong to scare children. <laughs> Oh my god, are you about to argue pro-scaring children as a disciplinary measure? Maybe people would agree with you, but I wouldn't. <laughs> the magical world is a very frightening and dangerous place. And if you fuck up- So is the muggle world. If you fuck up and don't listen to people who are wiser than you, you could get killed by just, you know, turning a wrong corner, walking around in the middle of the night. Things are a lot more dangerous in the magical world than the muggle world. Let's agree on this. It's not the same standard. You can't talk to me about this. No, I don't agree on that. Um, excuse me. When has a tree tried to kill you? <laughs> Except for, of course, the uh, Mexican fucking trees. <laughs> trees try to kill me all the time with their pollen or maybe that's flowers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 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 And then when you're walking to class, do you have to walk up a normal set of stairs <laughs> or stairs that yeet around? <laughs> Okay. Wizard life is more dangerous than muggle life. That's just how it is. 
Wiz- okay, fine. Look, wizard life is dangerous. I'll give you that. <laughs> that does not mean that it's okay to deliberately expose children to danger to teach them a lesson. Again, you know what's dangerous? Crossing the road. So if children are running across the road and not looking both ways and not checking for cars, what we should do is make them pick up trash on the side of the highway <laughs> as their punishment. With supervision. <laughs> or make them run across the fucking highway looking for lost dogs or whatever. <laughs> With supervision. No, because they're not supervised. Hagrid splits them up and sends them off with his dog. Look, that was Hagrid's bad. He should have done that. At our school, when we had to cross the road to walk down to the river for our PE swimming classes, they made us hold hands. Mm -hmm. We were like 15 and there were 30 of us and they made us hold hands to cross the road. Look, that's a form of punishment. (laughs) That's embarrassment. (laughs) (laughs) I have more of an issue with that. I agree. (laughs) So I honestly don't have much of- I'm not pressed about the Finn Forest thing. The, The punishment I'm most pressed by- is Harry helping to answer Lockhart's fan mail. Because that makes no sense. Okay, I also think that was crap. It makes no sense, because first of all, it's it's disproportionate to Ron's punishment. Yeah, because they did the same thing. Ron has to do all this like hard labour, which is frustrating and stuff like that. But Harry has to help out Lockhart. And Harry jokes like, oh, I'd rather be doing the hard labour, but fuck you, you would. Cool. I would rather sit in a cool, nice room on a plush chair and answer fan mail with someone that I detest than polish silver all day. Like, that sucks. Yeah. So, and also, it serves no moral lesson. Like, there's no lesson to be learned here. It's just tedious, busy work. Mm -hmm. So, I don't get why that was designed as a punishment. Well, it's, I think that's actually kind of fine as a punishment, because it's the equivalent of, like, a muggle punishment where you're kept in during lunch or after school and you have to write lines or, like, what if instead of writing lines, the teacher was like, okay, help me copy out these homework questions or something for a handout, which Mm. would never happen because we have computers, but let's say we had quills and ink. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fine. That's roughly the equivalent. What's not fine is that Lockhart keeps him there until like midnight or whatever. He keeps him really late. Doesn't he miss dinner or something? Or am I misremembering? He keeps him really late until after midnight. Harry misses dinner. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fucked. You can't keep children (laughs) and not feed them. That's so long. Remember when I was saying that our recesses can't last more than like half of the lunch period or whatever, and you can't be kept after class more than 45 minutes. Bullshit. Yeah, those are just laws. <laughs> They're not actual <laughs> realities because I've been kept in for an entire recess period before. And the laws don't matter. Were you ever kept after school for hours and hours until the middle of the night? <laughs> well, no, because I was a good student. <laughs> <laughs> I only had to do detention twice. <laughs> By the standards of our school, that's fucking angelic. That is. God, I got detention so many more times than that. I got detention. I I just had a bad class, I guess. Yeah, we got the whole class got detention. That's when I got kept in for uh, the whole of recess. And then I got scab duty once because yeah. it was in the middle of recess and a teacher caught me swearing and so told me to go pick up rubbish, but threatened me with suspension for saying the F word. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me. Teachers say all kinds of shit. Yeah, and then the only other thing that happened to me was I got sent out once, but yeah, that was it. God, you're so much more of a goody two-shoes than me. Anyway, enough about our high school experiences. I think it's bad to infringe on a child's leisure time like that. First of all, they're missing meals. That's not good. And in fifth year, I think Umbridge's detentions, like this is specific to Umbridge, but I'm still going to use it. She keeps Harry 
like way, way late into the night, every single night for weeks on end. So he falls behind in all of his classwork. He can't get his homework done and he's sleep deprived. That's not acceptable. That's unacceptable to do to an adult in a paid job. Never mind a child at school. Yeah. Well, we've talked about how Umbridge doesn't count for this argument. Like her methods were medieval and just cruel. But Lockhart does the exact same thing. No, he doesn't. He doesn't because Umbridge does it systematically. Yes, he does. Umbridge does it systematically and on purpose. Lockhart does it as a mistake because he's an idiot. And he's like, oh, look at the time. I didn't realize it was past midnight. Yeah, he's a dumbass. I'm sure there's a time when Harry has some detention and he gets back and at the same time as Ron is also just getting back from doing another detention, which is also in yes. the middle of the night. It's that time. It might be the cleaning bedpans one. Yeah, it's that time. But, like, Harry only has detention with Lockhart that once. <laughs> the fact that it only happens once isn't fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I want to go back to yeah. the four tenets of Cruel and Unusual Punishment. So social acceptability... I think I've already argued that even if parents do agree with the Hogwarts system, they shouldn't because it's bad, so it shouldn't be socially acceptable. Severity, yes. The detentions are too severe. They're outright dangerous or harmful, like the Forbidden Forest detention is a classic example. Now I want to talk about how they're arbitrary. The detentions are completely arbitrary. (laughs) They're often things that are- How? I'll get into that. They're often things that are designed to mess with the students' minds and are deliberately cruel, such as Snape's detention. Oh, Snape's detentions. Yeah. Snape's- oh, fuckhead. So I have a list of detentions from the Harry Potter lexicon. There's a, like, compiled list of every single detention given in the series, who gave it for what reason, blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. just a quick shout out to every fan who does stuff like this. It's so good that I can just Google Harry Potter detentions and come up with this information and not have to compile it myself from the entire series. <laughs> Big shout out to like the Harry Potter wiki, the uh, the Harry Potter lexicon, MuggleNet, all those sorts of sites. Oh, this show would not be possible without stuff like this because I'm not fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of them is whipping. Okay, so some of the detentions that we have, we've already gone through. Uh, the Forbidden Forest, polishing silver, answering fan mail, cleaning up bedpans. Uh, there's disemboweling a barrel full of horned toads, pickling rats' brains in the dungeons, writing lines, ordinary. Yep. <laughs> writing lines for Umbridge, that doesn't count, blah blah blah, she's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Whipping, but that's Fred and George when they leave. They don't actually get whipped. Okay. Here's, oh, here's one from Snape, sorting out rotten flubberworms from good ones for use as potion ingredients without protective gloves. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so... That's just gross. It's not unsafe. Like, you can pick up rotten food or, like, rotten dead corpses of animals that you use in potion making, and it's gross to touch them with your fingers, but it's not unsafe. (laughs) You don't know that. I do know that. No, you don't. You don't know that, um... Haven't you ever, like, haven't you ever picked... No, I'm saying in this specific instance, you don't know that touching rotten flobber worms isn't unsafe. They're a food. It could be. They're a food. Their mucus is a food. No. Flobberworms are cooked into flobberworm fritters. They are not a favourite in the Great Hall, but they are still served in the Great Hall. (laughs) Okay. So. (laughs) That's right. I remember. Also, it's not safe to touch rotten food with your hands. Look, we've all done it. 
You've accidentally... Jim, don't touch rotten food with your bare hands. Not on purpose. What's wrong with Sometimes you? Sometimes you just happen to, like, oh, like, this looks like a lovely, you know, pear, and you pick it up, and it's rotten, and you're like, ugh, and you throw it in the bin. But it's not like I'm, like, you know... And then you go and wash yes. your fucking hands. Yes, of course I wash my hands. And I imagine that the students did that the same thing after that punishment. That was Harry. So, <laughs> I see nothing wrong with it. <laughs> so, I just think this... <laughs> I think this invalidates your whole it's fine and safe for the students to clean things because they're hardy and they're taught how to do so correctly. No, they're not. They're specifically forbidden from using protective equipment. Okay, look, that's Snape. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're fucking around in his class- And Snape is a Hogwarts duck giving out Hogwarts detentions. Yeah. He's a valid one. He's not one of the Death Eaters. I, he is one of the Death Eaters. I mean, he's- so not valid. But, like, I know he's still a teacher. But literally <laughs> any other teacher were giving out this punishment. Like, if Sprout was like, I want you to sort out rotten flubberworms from fresh ones, she would let you use gloves. She would insist you use gloves. But because it's Snape and because he's punishing <laughs> Harry, it's very vindictive and personal and gross. But I still don't think it's putting Harry's yeah, life- it's a cruel and unusual I still punishment. don't think he's putting Harry's life at risk by having him touch some worms. You don't have to put someone's life in danger in order to be giving them a cruel and unusual punishment. As for playing mind games with students, sorry, just to interject. Okay, but- Because you brought that up before, it's like, that's an unsuitable thing to do. Yeah. Like, that's happened to me at school before. Yeah. Like, teachers have played mind games with you. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) this is something that happened in primary school, where I was told to run an errand. And usually it was the naughty kids that were told to run an errand because they just won them out of the classroom. But I was told to do it that day. Because, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. there's no one else around. So I was sent on this errand run. And when I was walking up to the office, there was 50 bucks on the ground. And I picked it up and I gave what? it to me. Yeah, it was 50 bucks. I picked it up and I was going to give it to the office. And when I got to the office too, there was another 50 bucks on the ground. So I picked both of them up and gave it to the office, said, oh, I found these on the ground um, outside. And they're like, oh, like, that's very responsible of you to hand them in. Like, that's a very good job. I'm like, okay, thanks. And I went back, gave my message and went back to the class. And then the office sent up teachers. It was like the fourth grade teacher who said, yeah, we deliberately dropped the money on the ground to test your responsibility. Like they were testing like people throughout the school just to see if, if we were responsible kids. <laughs> and she's like, and so I far, don't believe that happened. That literally happened. <laughs> I think this is a dream you had. No, <laughs> there's no way students. The teachers were doing some kind of social experiment of the seven-year-old. They did that. This isn't real, Jim. This is a television show you saw. No, this happened to me. I can't believe you don't believe me. No, I didn't. Because everything that you're saying is insane. I know it sounds insane, but remember, we went to a primary school that was kind of fucked. So... Oh, yeah, our principal was nuts. Like, actually nuts. Yeah. So, and this is when he was still around. This was, like, in year one or two or something. Yeah, so you would have been six. That's good. Yeah. And, yeah, and they're like, oh, and apparently, um, like, four or five students didn't hand in the $50 and we caught them with it because we were watching. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like, at the time, I felt proud because I felt like I'd done the right thing and been rewarded for it because they was acknowledged. But looking back, yeah, that's a bit of a mind game. But did I learn something? Absolutely. That you're always being surveilled. <laughs> and that prepared me for the real world. I don't believe this is a real thing that happened to you. Actually, no, I'm rethinking it's my happened. principal, our primary school principal. 
This is exactly the kind of insane thing he would do. This happened to me. God, that man was nuts. Yeah. I'm not joking. Like, I'm seriously not even lying a little bit. This actually happened. But hey, I learned. I learned something. (laughs) Okay. Whatever. (laughs) The fact that our crazy principal wanted to drop hundreds of dollars on this weird experiment he was conducting on the six-year-olds doesn't prove anything. Well, he didn't lose the money because they always caught the kids that did that fucked up. You know what's good? (laughs) Apparently. Searching children for money and then taking it from them. What kid has a hundred bucks in cash? (laughs) I don't know. Malfoy. (laughs) Yeah, Malfoy. (laughs) So, my point that I've gotten so distracted from was that the detentions are arbitrary. Because sometimes you're sorting rotten flobber worms, sometimes you're spending a night searching the murder forest, sometimes you're just writing lines. There are teachers who give detentions, which is just writing lines. Flitwick! Mm-hmm. Gave Seamus Finnegan the detention to write, I am a wizard, not a baboon brandishing a stick. Look, that's pretty rude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I'd rather sort gross bugs. Bullshit. Than admit, than like be forced to like, you know, sort of indoctrinate myself with the idea that I'm a baboon waving a stick. That's so insulting. No, I am a wizard, not a baboon brandishing a stick. Yeah, but that implies that I was acting like that, and that that's how he saw me. And I'm like, wow, that's so rude. And you're someone I look up to. You're my teacher who's supposed to be supporting me. You just said that you would rather answer fan mail than polish silver. Now you're like, I'd rather sort through rotted meat hey, than write that I'm not a baboon. I'm not lowering myself by answering fan mail. If I'm writing out a line that says, I'm a wizard, not a baboon brandishing a stick, I'm admitting that I was a baboon brandishing a stick. That's, that's not self-love. I'm all about self-love. You are flip-flopping like crazy. <laughs> you haven't got a leg to stand on. <laughs> and this leads to my fourth point, that the detentions are unnecessary. Because a detention like... Not, not the entire institution of detentions are unnecessary. Do you remember what I originally said that one of the tenets of cruel and unusual punishment is that it, like an unusually or unnecessarily harsh punishment is cruel and unusual when a much less harsh punishment would be equally sufficient? Yes. Yeah. The fact that Flitwick thinks that it's fine to give detentions where you just have to write lines or clean blackboards or whatever is proof that Snape's detentions, like picking through the rotted flobber worms without protective gear, or pickling rats' brains, or going through all of the files and seeing your dead father's name constantly, are cruel and unusual. Okay, so, first of all, pickling rats' brains, that's just potions work. Like, that's not cruel or unusual. That's just what they do in class. And it doesn't say that they're not using protective equipment for that. That was just the flubberworms. Second of all, they're looking through former misbehavioural records and seeing your dead father. Yes, that's a cruel twist from Snape, but looking through the records was serving a purpose. Harry did something terrible to earn that detention. He nearly killed another student. Yes. That's the only thing that gets to expel. He did. So he deserved a terrible punishment for that. And the punishment... (laughs) It could have been worse. Uh, See, (laughs) in in terms of... This bleeds into the unnecessary thing. Because arguing in class... The thing that got Harry and Ron pickling rat's brains in the dungeons was that they yelled at Snape. Mm -hmm. And for that, they had to do, like, gross potion nonsense. Yeah. For nearly killing another student, Harry's punishment was that he had to do paperwork. These things are so arbitrary. 
But the paperwork was about former misbehaving and like punishments. So it doing all that paperwork drills into your mind all the horrible stuff that students have done before you and the the punishments that they had to endure to learn their lesson. And doesn't that teach you a lesson as well? Like you've just done this horrible thing and you obviously feel bad about it, but you feel worse about it because you're being reminded of like, oh, people do horrible things all the time. And like, this is like, it's just a record of all their terribleness. <laughs> like it's a bad punishment and it fits the crime. No, it doesn't. <laughs> suspension would fit the crime. What do you learn from suspension? Don't kill people! <laughs> what you learn from suspension is, cool, I get time off class. That's what a lot of kids learn for suspension. Yeah. Your argument that punishments need to fit the crime, that, they, that the kid needs to learn a lesson, is bullshit. Because that doesn't happen in any school, in fictional or not. I had to do punishments that, that meant nothing. <laughs> You know, I had to do scab duty for saying the F word, and I fucking swear all the fucking time now, <laughs> with feeling no consequence or guilt at all. Okay, not not fit the crime in the sense that they should be, like, cosmically appropriate to the crime. <laughs> like, I don't know, if you burn the school down, you get fireman duty or something like that. <laughs> I mean, fit the crime in terms of, like, Crimes that are a little bit severe get a punishment that's a little bit severe. Crimes that are medium severe gets a punishment that's medium severe. And crimes that are very severe get a very severe punishment. That's what I mean by fit. Well, tell me a very severe punishment that isn't cruel and unusual. Okay. Suspension. Useless. (laughs) Expulsion. Okay, that's that. Yeah. (laughs) But you can't expel the boy who lived. Yes, you can't, because Harry's so special. Attacking another student and nearly killing them should be an instant expulsion from school. A student in my year was expelled because he brought a knife to school. He didn't attack anyone with it. He didn't have any intention of attacking anyone with it. He just thought it was cool to have a knife because he was a fucking idiot. And he was expelled for that. Appropriately. Don't bring weapons to school. I used to bring, like, steak knives to school to cut my apple, but, like... I don't know if, like, teachers saw me with it. They never, like, commented on it. No, this was like a, it was like a switchblade. Was he, like, brandishing it around? Yes, he was like, I've got a knife. Oh, I'm right, okay. cool see. and dangerous. Oh. No, not like a, not like a little cheese knife or something that you're using to cut your food and that you keep in your lunchbox. He mm. was carrying a knife around in his pocket. Okay, well, he he's was dumb. an idiot. <laughs> he deserves to be ex- Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was also 18 at the time. He was not, like, a 12-year-old or whatever. Look, um, what were you saying? <laughs> I'm saying that Harry attacking Draco and nearly killing him should have been expulsion. Yeah. Not sitting reading paperwork which has his dead father's name in it. That's not appropriate. That's not a fitting punishment for that crime in any way. Okay. But the circumstances are different in the magical world. Because expulsion doesn't just mean you get expelled from that school and, oh, it sucks, but you've got to find a different school. No. If you get expelled from Hogwarts, your wand gets broken and you can't become a proper wizard. And the context of the situation was that Harry and Draco got into a fight, yes. Harry used a deadly curse on Draco, and it very much wounded him. But they both were in the fight, and Mm -hmm. it could be argued as self-defense, and Harry, being a traumatized student that has gone through a lot, overreacted, and wasn't intending to harm Draco to that extent. And I'm sure Dumbledore had that point of view as well. Another teacher had that point of view as well. Not Snape, obviously. Draco should have also been punished, because fighting- you should be punished for fighting each other. Yeah. But he shouldn't have been punished as harshly, because Harry didn't end up in the hospital wing. So- That's just how you punish fights. 
So obviously Harry should have been punished, but if he's expelled from Hogwarts, his life is over. <laughs> like being expelled is a I, form of execution. I don't think so. <laughs> like it is, especially for Harry. If Harry had been expelled from Hogwarts, he would have been killed instantly <laughs> because now he has no way to defend himself from Voldemort. Harry was never going to be expelled because Harry's special. <laughs> but I, I don't think that, well, maybe this is canon, maybe it's not. But I always got the impression that Hagrid's wand was snapped and he was forbidden from using magic because he murdered a person by releasing the monster in the Chamber of Secrets. And that was, instead of being sent to Azkaban for life, he got the lesser punishment of being basically evicted mm. from magical society and then Dumbledore argued that he could be gameskeeper. I don't think that being expelled should mean that you get expelled from society. It means that you would have to do homeschooling or transfer to a different school. That's what it should mean. Because I'm going by muggle detention standards. If you get expelled from a muggle school, you don't get kicked out of the world. Yeah, no, well, you can't go off muggle eviction standards because it's not the same. When Grindelwald got expelled from Durmstrang... Yes, I can. No, it's not the same as <laughs> as magical expulsion, expulsion <laughs> standards. When Grindelwald got expelled from Durmstrang, he went, had to go to a different country. Like, <laughs> you do get removed from your society. <laughs> Hagrid was only allowed to stay because of the arguments of Dumbledore, who's like the most powerful wizard or whatever. So, yeah, it's a big deal. Okay, well, that's wrong as well. <laughs> Look, it also shouldn't be like that. That's also messed up. If a child makes a mistake, they shouldn't be forbidden from participating in the world. But they should be punished appropriately. Anything else you want to say? (laughs) I think I've made my basic points. Uh, Too severe, they're arbitrary, they're unnecessary, too long. Oh, my point that I was going to make. The whole idea that the detentions are completely arbitrary, like... You could be writing lines or polishing silver or send it to the monster forest. That in and of itself is cruel. It's cruel to mess with students' minds like that. So when we did something wrong, if we were talking in class or, you know, throwing things at each other or bringing a knife to school, we could pretty much guess what the consequences of that would be. Like, you know, if you do something wrong, you can guess what the punishment would was. Mm-hmm. At Hogwarts, you just can't. If you're talking in class, you could be spending all night sorting rotten meat, or you could just have to write lines for an hour or two, and then it's done. Uh, like, there's no way to know. I mean, you could know from the teacher. <laughs> so all the fucking sorting rotten meat shit and doing pickled rat's brains, that's one teacher in specific. The other teachers are like, oh yeah, you're gonna write lines. <laughs> all the other teachers, basically. So you know. Okay. And that's the same with going to any school. We know which teachers not to fuck with. Yeah. McGonagall is the one that sends them into the Forbidden Forest with Hagrid. Mm-hmm. But that's not a punishment. Yes, like, it is. <laughs> it's a punishment. But I don't see it. It's not bad because they were supposed to be supervised. <laughs> and also, <laughs> it's just fucking schoolwork, basically. <laughs> Hunting for the unicorn killer, basic schoolwork. That's probably what they would have been doing in Transfiguration class anyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so McGonagall catches the four 11-year-olds out of bed and she sends them off into the Forbidden Forest with Hagrid. Say she catches you out of bed. What do you think she's going to do? To me. Oh, she also takes 150 points away. That- yeah, to you. Well, am I out of bed in the grounds? Uh, yes. Say say she caught you on the way back from Hagrid's hut. Same situation. Yeah, exact same situation. But you're not Harry, Ron, and Hermione. 
Okay. I imagine she'd be like, all right, you're going to visit Hagrid and you want to hang out with Hagrid? You can hang out with Hagrid in the forest while he does his work. That's your punishment. So same situation. (laughs) You think it would be the exact same punishment again? Yes. (laughs) What if it was the third time that you'd been caught out of bed sneaking down to Hagrid's place? (laughs) Okay. Look, then she's probably going to figure out that (laughs) sending me to that specific detention is not a (laughs) deterrent. So she's going to find what I really don't want to do. I can't think of... I hate manual labor. That's just a personality trait of mine. So it would probably be some kind of manual labor detention. I would never do it again. <laughs> like, <laughs> having to clean something that's out of reach because I'm short. So having to clean the candelabra has been pretty shit. <laughs> yes. Also dangerous. Can't send children up ladders. <laughs> oh, h God, enough with the WHS. They're wizards. <laughs> None of those things exist in the wizarding world. <laughs> they should. Children just get thrown into a pile of glass and they're like, oops, oh, <laughs> abracadabra, like how it is. Sand. It's like the 50s, but now. <laughs> okay, well, our arguments have basically, <laughs> we've just started shouting at each other, so I think we've made our points. We don't agree. <laughs> Neither of us has convinced the other. In conclusion, the Convention of the Rights of the Child doesn't exist for wizards. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, because they have their own system of government and their own way of doing stuff. And the punishments, the detentions at Hogwarts, they are totally appropriate based on this the type of physiological differences that wizards have, and the different societal norms that wizards have to us. So, who are we to judge? Also, Snape's a cunt, so... <laughs> like, if you're fucking around his class, just don't fuck around his class, okay? Because he's going to give you some awful punishment. That's it. That's all i got to say. Here's my conclusion. Wizarding society is wrong and bad, and so is Snape. He should be fired. <laughs> the end. <laughs> also, McGonagall's too harsh, but that's just part of her character, I guess. I have more of a beef with the points system, to be honest. Yeah, I have a beef with that as well. Why do they lose five points for killing a troll, but why do they lose 150 points for being out of bed? It's like, completely it's just... arbitrary, which is um, anyway. a symptom of cruel and unusual punishment. I've been Rhea, you're lost in the murder forest in the middle of the night because I wasn't given appropriate supervision post. I've been Jem, and I think everything that I've said in support of wizarding detentions is right, and that I believe all of my statements. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Podcast 9 and 3 Quarters. This show is written and edited by Rhea and Jem. You can send us an email at 9andthreequarterspodcast at gmail.com, find us on Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram at podcast9andthreequarters, or talk to us separately on Twitter. Rhea is at SmashMouthRhea, and Jem is at Jem underscore just Jem. Please feel free to send theories or ask questions, and bombard us with so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the sea just to avoid them. Our logo art is by Winged Corgi. Find more of her art at wingedcorgi.tumblr.com. This week's intro music was Professor Umbridge by Nicholas Hooper, and our outro music was Hedwig's Theme by John Williams. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program.